Hello and welcome everyone to the Six Foots Podcast. I am Nuke 868. This week I am with the returning Shawnee. Alright. And I am also with Jawsy. Hello. F1 could be with this week, but we hope next week he'll be here and we can finally have a full cast going. The main thing we want to start with this week is the community uh, is going to be closed in the new year. What are your thoughts? It sucks. It, it did kind of come out of the blue a little bit. I mean, I know uh, there's been chat that the forum um, has used from from six sports perspective. The, uh, the forum is now a bit redundant, but there wasn't really any discussion. Well, there wasn't any discussion of it potentially closing. Then just suddenly Fixer turns up one day and says, "Oh, by the way, we're closing it in a month." Yeah, the, the, obviously me and Josie, we are on the mod team, and we knew nothing of this until it just came. Up. Oh, by the way, after one we're Leaving yeah. Christmas or whatever day it is. Uh, we're in the same boat as everyone else in this one. Despite what many people think of us being having some sort of hierarchical, hierarchical gods. I just think well, that I think this is something to do with clearly there's wholesale changes going on at uh, Stick Sports because the Facebook page and it's like not much to base it off, but the Facebook page used to be updated maybe a few times a week. Uh, non-existent at the moment. Nothing's being updated there. No posts, no links to anything. So clearly something's going on at the moment. What about the Twitter page? Because there's a Twitter page too. Uh, what's what's occurring on there? I'm not. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, I didn't realise if I have added them or if I am following them, I, I don't care. So I think I think they're trying to take a step away from that sort of stuff. Um, I've got Newt, Newt when he was on, and he spoke about it. He, what he was saying is, it's not even, it's not even the form surplus or the service data or anything. What it more is is that Newton Fixer and all the main admins who run Stick Sports just aren't on the, on the forum all the time. So clearly, you didn't know anything about the decision from the mods and the admins, or you are the mods. So yes, um, <laughs> clearly you knew nothing about the decision from the admins with the direction of where they're obviously taking the website and what they're going to do with it. Uh, they've seemingly shut down all communication with everyone via Facebook, Twitter, even on the website they just popped up to say, oh by the way, we're closing this, uh, by the way, uh, and we may help you set up an unofficial website mm. if you so wish. I mean, that's, that's all we've got going for us now, I think that's the main decision and what people are working on at the moment. I know, obviously I, I want to, I'm deeply involved in getting uh, a new community set up somewhere yeah. else. Uh, I think we all know EBAD is determined to set up a new community. A bit, of a, uh, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think the biggest thing that we need to do is not to just panic and just create about 20,000 forums to all join. Yeah. See, this right. is what Ian... You know, David. the admins have said, leave it to the senior members. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, like the mod team and a couple of the other guys that know what they're doing, just leave it to them, and then you guys, you oh. just don't have to worry about it, do you? Oh. No, so no, no disrespect to these guys. We understand that they're, they're trying to help out, and they want to help out, and we want everyone to, to muck in and, and, and save our forum, in essence. Oh, but yeah. No, but it, needs, but it needs to be very coordinated. We need to plan it out a lot more than just saying... Yeah. We, we must decide on a plan of action. Yes. Well, Pride is actually... Um, Quite surprised Ryder is like leading this almost at the moment. He's the most, he's got the experience, so he knows what he's doing with establishing and setting it up. And well, uh, Ebad's got the domain, so <coughs> we've got the domain and we've got someone with the experience of setting it up. So, me, with everyone out, well, with me, you, two, uh, F1, maybe a couple other senior members, it, it could be set up. Yeah, not immediately, but there's definitely plans there. I'm, I'm a bit gutted for uh, F1 isn't on actually because um, he had a pretty good plan. Because the main thing with the forum, it's it's quite easy to set up a forum, and yeah, we probably lose a couple of members on the, the crossover, but the main core group is stay intact. What we need is that link on the website. That's what makes the difference because if, yeah. we, don't have, if we don't have that link, it's going to be really tough to get new members in. And well, that's, what think saying, that's what we're saying to mute uh, or trying to say to mute anyway. Um, if if we get a new forum, we need uh, we need that link there, even if it's just sort of an unofficial link. So there's no legal ties or no official ties to mute fixer and all that. 
Mm. Well, we need to know what the legal side is because I think Ryder mm. pointed out about the logo and the other symbols and stuff like that. You know, things that we associate with stick sports and everything like that. We need to make sure that we don't take those and they're, uh, you know, we, we then get sued or find ourselves being threatened to be shut down because of copyright issues. But Newt said he's willing to help us set it up, but we just need to know what he's willing to help us with. Yeah, I think, I think know where our limits are. Yeah, so if, if we're an unofficial, then obviously we're not claiming to be a sport, but yeah. we could still be able, we should, still should be able to use their insignia quite a bit. Yeah, I might be because you, you don't see like a fan forum for I don't know say a game like Saints Row you don't see a fan forum where they don't use stuff that's in the game and that's probably like licensed and stuff mm. like that but it's I don't know we've just got to see how willing they are to help I think definitely the link is important if we can somehow get like either the, the direct link or whether they say the community has now been shut down please go visit this or blah 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 or you know this that or other we need that we need that most importantly because that's how we're going to yeah. get new members on the board specifically because to begin with we're going to have all old members we're going to have that core but we need to obviously get in older members because no newer members because we're not always going to be around forever mm. and if we're going to make this work then it, it needs to have the influx needs to have the changes I mean for long term members like us at the moment we've seen three generations of posters, you know what I mean? We've seen yeah. we've seen the headless, the mix, the uh salty pants generation come through everyone like that, J B two, Marshall Square, we've seen all those come in, they were like the to us they were the first generation, then there's kind of our generation of obviously us four on the podcast, like Mori, um others around and then we've seen like this third generation of new posters like Edad, Ryder, SMR, Untouchables, everyone like that <laughs> is just coming. You see these generations. That's what you need to have to keep a form alive and keep it fresh. It's it's not the first time that they've that Stuxports have that just sort of had like a sudden change of direction in that like where they want to be pitching their games. though, is it really? I mean, we had that big thing about suddenly a um, a while ago we had that big thing where suddenly everything um, was based around the blogs and the blogs were this new shiny thing and the, all the blogs were getting put on the front page and all this and then that got taken down and then sort of uh, nothing nothing much has happened since and now the forum's going too so uh, I don't know well I know the thing the problem with the forum is that it's only worth sort of, sort of one or two percent of the overall um, uh, the overall people who visit who visit the visit the six sports website? So it, you know they were trying to push forward all these blog stuff, but they weren't getting a lot of reward for it, from what I understand anyway. Which is why I think they took the decision to to stop advertising them as much, and therefore why they stopped happening. Yeah, because you said that's the original reason they stopped putting the blogs forward because they just weren't getting the views. And when you look at you look at uh, the Bunyip's Phase 5 or Top 5 of the Week, whatever it was called, those, those are the major, like, that was the major, one of the major things pushed on to, with the blogs. And that was only getting 11,000 views. And if that's less than 1% of what the general thing is, and it is surplus the requirements, the blogs and the forum itself, which is harsh to say for everyone on there, but if they don't need it, then what's the point in having it? It's just, Mm. It, it, whatever drain it is financially, it's still a drain. And again, that's why we're, that's why we're saying, you know, these guys really haven't been on for the best part of the year. Uh, it's mostly been the mobs that have been keeping the forum going, um, and, and maybe actually having the mobs as a more as a as a, a sort of more admin role would be a good thing because you know everything everything all the changes in the forum have to go through mute at the moment. So, that's exactly, if they're unofficial, then that's not a problem for him to deal with anymore. That's something we can handle instead. Mm. I, I don't see why they can't literally just leave the link as it is, and then just have like, some sort of disclaimer at the top of the page saying this is not the official Stick Sports Forum, or something like that, because that gets yeah. that Because it still has to be hosted on their domain, so it's still a charge on there, and that's not... That's kind of the reason they want to get rid of it, is because it's... It's not really... They, don't want, they want to get rid of the domain, they don't want to have to pay for it anymore 
been all have to pay the hosting fees for v which I think that's also a major problem. What has been a major problem has been uh, v which is what they currently run on. They currently run their entire like server based around and the login system based on it. But if I'm right, there was wasn't there like a big data loss the other week? Or yeah, yeah. Ago? which obviously really robbed people of their stats. I'm not sure if it affected the first 360 score at all or anything like that. But no, it didn't. It was, it was all the recent stats over the last couple of weeks or something. They didn't register or they lost all the stats or something. Yeah, yeah. I should wonder about that because I've actually lost my high score. I don't yeah. know if I've lost my high score. Actually. I hope not. I lost that was the bloody jammiest score I've ever made. It's, it wasn't my highest score. My highest score is on the other account, the 302 I got when like, the first LSA game ever. But the 301 I got in the World Championships has gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably not deleted my high score, but then my high score was set like three years ago when I actually played stick cricket <laughs> on, on the laptop. Uh, I'm now an avid iPod Touch player. Of which my best score is 133, which I hope will never go. <laughs> but, yeah, the, obviously that, that's one of the other reasons they're doing it, because the, if they're changing their entire thing and they're getting rid of the V-Bloodin type forum, which I think they want gone if it's causing them problems. I've heard from one of the two posters from what I've read. Uh, they've said in the comments about the, the, their decision is that V-Bloodin is not just Stick sports as people as a whole, which has caused some problems for a lot of people and a lot of other forums recently. So moving away from it, or well, they were moving away from it anyway. So they possibly just started. Well, if we're, we're going to have to switch, then why not just get rid of this as well? Then what's the point of having it? It's not doing much. Did Did the forum used to run a uh, PHPBB though? Yes, it did. Which is uh, what's annoying me is that people don't seem to understand. That uh, that they keep saying, oh, people on the it's, people are getting confused. They're saying, oh, you need to switch to PHPB or whatever it is, PHPBD. You yeah. need to switch back to it, or you need to switch to the yeah. bulletin and stuff like that. They're not understanding that it's already that's they've already been there and done that. Mm. But I think moving forward, the new form would be PHP. BB because we don't need V-Bulletin for anything really. No, no. We just need something to host. Doesn't need to be anything complicated. Yeah. Especially if it's on, especially if it's unofficial. And uh, I mean, I think. Um, it's, all about the, it's all about the design and the community there. Exactly. And even if there are any costs, you know, if they're shared out over a dozen or so people, they're not going to need that much. And I think, um, I think Ryder said something about. I, half a dozen of us were paying for it, it ended up being something like $2 a year or something like that, which is a minimal cost. But, oh, so it wasn't that for... What was that for, though? Is that PH... Could have been. Could have been PHP. That was just for hosting the domain, right? The, the, yeah. You know, rather than actually having the forum hosting. Yeah, but that would go to either... That would go to eBay, I think, at the moment. We just need to reform it from Friends Lobby. Mm. Not, not the best name ever, is it? Inspired. Mm -hmm. I, didn't I, quite, I didn't quite catch that, sorry. I said, oh, it's, it's inspired. Oh, right. I was, I, was, I was under the impression that the whole, like, one of the big things about PHPBB was that it was free to actually run the forum up it. Yeah, no, the forum software is free, I think. Well, the forum, everything's but, free. It's the actual domain of having the name. Otherwise, you have to host it as like php phpbb.com, whatever, forward slash whatever the name of the forum is. So, with our own domain, uh, we can have, it can be separate and it, it can be unofficial. Isn't there like a, um, a website where you can actually get a domain name for free? Probably, but then it's some random. It's, it's some collection of, random collection of numbers and letters and stuff. I suppose, yeah. again, I suppose if we've got an unofficial link to, to the, the main Stick Sports website, then the actual name of the, the site itself is not really that important. Although it'd be nice yeah. to have Stick Sports in it when people are searching it on, say, Google or something. I think the major thing we need is, 
hopefully for Mute, Fixer or any of the other major admins to come forward. Obviously, Mute is the most, uh, is the biggest one on the board. Yeah. So we need, we need to hit, uh, him to come forward and explain to us what we can and can't do with this. Yeah. Which is why my big fear is that we get to December and we still haven't had any feedback from them. Then, we, then we've got a problem. Which, mm. I think, as, as much, I, I don't think that's beyond possibility either though, that's the problem. Yeah. They've been on so little over the last year that, you know, you could see them not being on for the next month or so. Well, just you say they've been, so li- been on so little, a couple of days before the announcement, I uh, gave Newton a message about obviously the podcast and hopefully getting it, uh, you know, uh, getting it put out there as a, on the Big Sports Facebook page and the Twitter. Uh, and he responded within a day. So I didn't think. But maybe he, he knew. He knew at that point that he, he, ten, he generally responds quite well to PMs and stuff like that. But um, when it comes out, you know, like what we're discussing on the forum just now in the main thread, I don't think they really read the threads and stuff. Yeah. Because you know, because they're busy. They've got. Um, they're running these games. They're getting them all together. It's understandably so. And again, that's kind of why the, the forum is surplus, and it would be a better idea if the collection of mods and senior members were to take over that responsibility. Yeah, I, well, I think that's well, that's what's happening now, though, isn't it? That's we're going forward. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take the remnants of this of the ship that we've got and try and make ourselves another ship. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, one day we can be as big as the ship that we, we're currently on. But uh, we've only got so much we can work with, and yeah. all all we can do now is. We can only do a couple of things. We can plan. We we have to wait. Is the main thing. We have to wait to see what they say. But in the meantime, yes. we have to plan and make sure we we've got everything ready to go, and we've got backup plans. We've obviously got the we've got the potential to get the domain. We've got the people ready to put the experience in and get everything set up. We can get the skin uh, skin tone and like everything set up. It's just then waiting for to get the go ahead from the people in charge and telling us yep do this go we'll do this we'll do this you just do this and this and this and then it's up to you mm. we'll be sailing the high seas before you know it that link is vital though isn't it really if we have that link I think we can do it if we don't I don't see how we can carry on this new problem for longer than say a couple of months yeah if we don't get that link and we don't get that slight promotion then we are struggling. We then it just beca- then it just become almost like an extended uh, chat. Almost, yeah, almost as like an alumni. Or I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back in a minute. Sorry, two sex. Sorry, is he? Does he just say he's going? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got to go for something. I was just thinking. I was just thinking going back to that. Uh, Cricket FCL. Mm-hmm. Does the name ring any bells? Who? Quicket FCL. <laughs> well, sorry, I don't recognise this name. Uh, uh, what is this Cricket FCL that you speak of? Well, I was thinking about it because it was it was the forum that was primarily one run by sort of me and uh, everyone. Yes. And yes. <laughs> um, I was just thinking that, that we got a dot co dot nr name. Onto it, so we had a domain name, and I think if you still go onto it, I think it still is literally www.quicketfcl.co.nr. Is it? Yeah. I think so. I'm just okay. Yeah. We need someone with a little more expertise to have a look into that. I think. Fcl.co. Yep, it, it still works. So I think I think the domain name is not too much of an issue. I think there's enough people here who would be quite happy to contribute deal with that. Oh, um, latest post, April 2009, AG6858. This forum sucks, you need to get some more posts. Yeah, <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> I thought, I thought that, yeah, the basic idea of the, how the FCL would be run, was, I thought that was a pretty decent one. Mm-hmm. Ah, sorry. Well, the idea was is that you'd have, in your first season, you would have a um, contract-based average. 
and then you would have a um, something that are called live averages, where it would be your actual average, and then your teams would have budgets to like transfer players or buy sort of like buy sort of sim points, if you like. Yeah. And I thought that idea obviously would take a lot of upkeep, but I thought that, that idea could could have worked well. Yeah. Something to look at. I'm hunting around for a new sim at the moment because all we've got is useless. The number of the number of 400 plus four inning chases we had last season were ridiculous. That's why the Renegades finished bottom actually because there were too many bloody easy chases. Yeah, and people like getting like 600 on a poor pitch. Oh my god. Yeah. That that that, that last round were, was a bit mental. I've never seen a 400 on a, on a poor pitch before. I've never. I, I didn't pay any attention. I, I'll be honest. I'm awful. I only ever watch my own team again. Yes, yeah, so I, th- I think most people do that though. But uh, I think I think Cranian mentioned another sim about which is a much more modern one, which said to be quite good. So as long as it's not like that 2020 sim, because that was awful. We had things like wicket keepers bowling and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, not that one. I think it's a better one. What did you think of the F- What did you think of the F1 then? Um, I, I actually only watched the highlights of that one, unfortunately. I was busy having a combination of being very drunk and uh, studying for class tests, so I didn't really see much of the race, sadly. But uh, You didn't miss much. No, no, it, wasn't, it didn't seem to be a thriller. No. I, just, I just feel like a massive talk for coming out and saying on the last podcast that Hamilton won't win. <laughs> well, he got a... No, he drove a good race. He drove a good race. I think... Even if he hadn't won, he would have run Vettel very, very close, assuming Vettel would have been as dominant as he normally is. What, what, are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on the Vettel uh, retirement? What, what are you thinking there? Um, I think just hit a bit of debris. That seems to be the general thought. They, they pretty much said that they'd probably never know. Yeah. Because it's just such an unusual thing to happen. And it's probably just clipped sort some of small but sharp piece of dirt and the tyre's gone. On, on, the, on the F1 forum, I don't know if you watched after the race on the red button, yeah, one problem that I, I tune into quite regularly because I just find it interesting. Yeah, it's very good. They were sort of talking about it, and um, there's like sort of two schools of thought. A sort of Martin Brando seems to think on the exit of turn one, he run over the little. There's that the normal. There's the normal curb, yeah. and then sort of above that, they've got like a, a sort of like a steep little sh- jagged edge of where like the curb joins the runner. Yeah. And on the on the first on the exit of turn one, Vettel ran over that. But, okay. But the other, so there's that that's that school of thought, but there's also the fact that it kept going from the exit of turn one into turn sort of three or whatever it was. So and the other school of thought is that there was just a low that it, just, that it ripped itself off the rim. Yeah. Because they do they do kind of go against what Pirelli recommends because they had that problem in Belgium where yeah. uh, the tire pressures and they basically said yeah the oh, the camber was too like that was it, it was camber. And, uh, but that was basically because they were going against Pirelli's recommendation, so it was kind of their own fault. Yeah, but but I, I think it was Eddie Jordan who says, it, although admittedly he is like the equivalent of BBC F1's village idiot. Um, obviously, he knows he knows a lot about running F1 team. He said that none of those teams would be keeping their tyres within Pirelli's regulation. No, of course not. It's all about bending the rules as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. What what sort of sort of technical gimmicks do you reckon I'll put the next year to sort of dodge? Um, well, you're just going to have to wait and see which one who's the most innovative. I mean, the rules aren't changing that much next year, apart from the exhausts, blowing exhaust being banned. There's uh, this trick at the moment where they're blowing the exhausts over the uh, over the bodywork, which heats that thing up. But you know that gives it more downforce. And uh, I could think I could see something. Something is a little along the lines of the uh, the F up they used to have. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Probably a Something lot safer than the F Dutch, don't you? Have the drivers having to move around in the cockpit yeah. activate. Lonzo going around parabolic one handed. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one that sort of and I think was it Hamilton? One one hand off the steering wheel off up, up El Rouge. Yeah, yeah, as well. That that's scary. That's but ballsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea about blown exhausts I mean I don't know about a um I thought it was banned. I thought they would have come up with something like that sooner. It was it was sort of touched upon in sort of 2009, 2010, but it didn't, because I think they had all these other stuff like the F-Ducks and uh, the double diffusers and stuff, which were far more effective at the time, they weren't that big. They weren't that huge. And then, because they, all those stuff have got banned, they, that's, they just moved on to the next, the next trick. Yeah. So, we have to just wait and see what the designers come out with and see if someone has anything quite original or not. 
There will be something. You can you can pretty much yeah, yeah. guarantee that about F1. Yeah, there always is. There's always someone, someone's done something clever or innovative. Mind you, not that probably that we're not going to be able to see much F1 next year. Yeah, I know, because we're already getting half the races and everything else is going to sky. Yep. So yeah, absolutely devastated about that. Especially because I thought that the BBC F1 team is just absolutely... Yeah. That's excellent. It's such an excellent coverage. And um, I think the week after they announced that it was getting sent over to Sky, uh, was whatever race. It was actually quite quite... It was something like the Hungarian Grand Prix or something. And it was the highest view for any sport of any any weekend uh, on the BBC that weekend. Something like 10 million views or something. Outrageous. Yeah. But how 20 million, I think it was, actually. How, how far has Jake Humphrey gone? From oh, he's huge, kids, isn't he? Kids TV presenter yeah. to sort of an anchor on one of the most glamorous sports in the world. And he does the Olympics as well. He does pretty much every sport bar like tennis. Tennis team. He even does a bit of football, I think. Big, Nor- Big Norwich fan is Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, his Twitter feed's always about Norwich. Yeah. Apparently on the flights at Abu Dhabi, he went with a um, Darren Huckabee's autobiography. <laughs> Okay, interesting. <laughs> Each there, right? Well, I've got a, I've got a Strauss and a Flintoff biography up there. Not quite the same thing. Yeah, no, I've, I've got a few. I haven't, so I haven't got around to read them yet. Uh, so mm. I, I used to read quite a lot, and I got loads of books bought from them. And then I've, I've got, uh, I've got Murray Walker. I've got Anton Deck. That's quite a good one, actually. Oh, Anton Deck, where I have a lot of relevance to my childhood. So uh, well, when they were doing all the kids' TV programs, I was, yeah. they were my presenters. So. Things like a um, SMTV. I, oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. That was proper quality TV. Now look at the rubbish they have on now. Oh, it's not even worth looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I've got I've got some good ones as well that I haven't read. I've got like Lawrence Delalio, um, mm. Marcus Chaskovic, which everyone about. Yes. Um, yes, that's the most recent. Yeah, Colin McRae, you know, people like that. So I've got plenty to be getting on with. I just don't, physically don't have the time to read anything. All right, Yeah. <laughs> I cannot contain my excitement at your return. Oh, thank you. Right, uh, I'm going to move yes. on to the Aquaman of the week. Aquaman of the week. We need to do the theme tune. The sound of an animal. The sound of an animal dying. That one was a bit more fruity than the others. Which which animal is indeterminate? <laughs> well, Set Blaster probably, but. <laughs> Set Blaster yeah. is the Akmal of the week for the second week won in, which means he's that unbeaten as Akmal of the week. Yeah, yeah. The Muppet that he is. So well done, well done, Seth. If you're listening. Yeah, the, the award maybe the Seth Flatter Award. Yeah, we should we should invent that. Um, right, what is it he said this time? Has he said something new that was ridiculous? Because racism well, well, can only be sold. Uh, racism yes, should be sold because a handshake. I was reading it. I was reading what he was saying, and then he went back and sort of clarified. And I kind of understand what he was trying to say. What he was trying to say is that you know when you're on playing football or in any sport, in the heat of the moment, in, in this, you'll say something which you don't mean or just something stupid, and you know that that shouldn't be taken seriously. But the way he worded it was was horrendous, and especially there's a lot of sensitive topics at the moment. Up well, what with, he did, uh, what he did was he said uh, racism isn't an issue. Yes. Much. Yes. And that it, any issues of racism could be solved with a handshake, which I believe I see his point of. Yeah, it's kind of like him trying to say the person who's using it should be the bigger man than mm. the, the other person about it. But at the same that's time, not, that's he not defended his opinion. Yeah, he defended yeah. his opinion. He did it with two interviews. He did the, the first interview with CNN, which is kind of like how it came out of, and then he did a follow up with Al Jazeera, in which he defended what he said. <laughs> didn't correct himself, uh, only after he, after, it, after it came out and he, this has happened and he's been exactly blasted so. by every other media company in the world in every single format, has he then said, oh, I'm sorry, but I won't resign. He just, he's cocked up so many times and this is just another to add to the list of his, but mm-hmm. maybe he should resign, that's the call for him. 
It's good though, because it gives Michael Vaughan something else to complain about over his Twitter. <laughs> True, that's all over his Twitter, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know if you, either of you follow Michael Vaughan, but it seems to be he seems to have two themes, and those themes are vote for Robbie Savage on Strictly Come Dancing, <laughs> and let's find something we can complain about in sport today. <laughs> so we've, we've had the spot fix, and that's all Mate. over. He's now calling for Blatter's head. Maybe he's considering Twitter as a way of a job audition. Maybe he wants to replace Atherton at the Times. Or maybe he wants to be like the new X Factor judge. Maybe he's just thinking <laughs> it can be nasty. Can <laughs> we have an X Factor judge for cricket? The cricket factor? The C factor? Just stick him on the normal. I, d- I don't think so. With the response no. <laughs> to the C I, I can see, like I said, that went down like a ton of bricks. So. <laughs> a bit of a tumbleweed moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, excuse me for trying to be funny and humorous. I, I should have known better. I'm, I'm sure it is funny for you, Scotsman, and your simple views, but <laughs> can I say that? Like, is that? Am I allowed to say that? Oh, well, Scotland, me. Well, do, we, do we have to put the end? Do we have to put the end something along the lines of this is our opinion and everything we say is what we yeah, think? Yeah, so can I just say, I'm not going to turn up on the door and just sort of like kill me to death. I think I'm the only one on this podcast who's trying not to insult the region where someone else lives. <laughs> Yes, but we've got to be opinionated and uh, forthright. We have amazing stereotypes of all people from Yorkshire are a bit dopey. (laughs) The air in Scotland smells like whiskey. (laughs) Not to mention how they use electricity. (laughs) (laughs) And then, well, no one's really insulted Hampshire and Ireland yet, but I'm sure just saying that is a chance. We'll get on to that. <laughs> That's next week's topic. Yeah, as soon as you find something bad to say about Hampshire, you'll point it out. Mm-hmm. Their, their ability, they're having KP for about five years and getting him to play four games. Yeah, but that happens with a lot of clubs, not you just us. You could, you could argue that's a good thing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> good fair, we, we, we've learnt nothing from that experience as we then took on Simon Jones. <laughs> that's true. Has he not broken down injured again? No, he's not. He's actually been quite fit and healthy at the moment. After, after, his, after his double amputation he had to have. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he bought himself some replacement limbs, and I said that he's been fine. Yeah, that's why we hired Dominic Cork. He used to, uh, just to push Simon Jones' wheelchair towards the wicket so he could bowl. <laughs> has, has, anybody, has anybody listened to Dominic Cork's... A, um, I don't know if it's his commentary or like his sort of... Uh, as a pundit, I think it's commentary. I think he does commentary. I think he did. Um, um, might have been the 2020 finals. I think he was on that. Yeah, because um, again, Kevin Peterson on Twitter, pretty much all of his Twitter updates are about how he always keeps Dominic Cook on mute whenever he's on the telly. <laughs> nice. The former teammate. <laughs> yeah, not not. I don't. And everyone, everyone wishes KP was on mute when he's not on the telly. <laughs> He's annoying. Very annoying. Yeah. I hate him. Very, very talented cricketer. Uh, is, is he a very he talented is, cricketer? But amazing. I wouldn't, there's no one in the English lineup who's been able to turn a game for as long as Peterson has. Okay, he might not have been able to get the scores. He's not had the... What is it? He's not had a century since 2008 in one-day format. But, you know, he could go out there and hit those big, those big 60s and 70s. And yes, they're not 100s, but... He can he can turn a game on his head, and that's what you need. Actually, it's what you need from a number four. Nowadays, it's a bit different because we actually have a plethora of players who are actually quite talented. But back in the days of sort of 2005, 2007, we didn't really have anything. And the plethora of players we have now are English. That's oh, true. Oh, and Morgan. Except, except, except the bowlers as well. All the bowlers are South African. Oh, no, the ones that keep on coming up. Um, Dernback. Oh, right, Dernback. But he's not going to last long. Yeah, Johnny Bairstow should have replaced Jake Fast bowlers that were called up, I think. Right. One day form, so. I wanted to see Graham Onions have a go. Oh. I, keep lo- I keep losing it. Down back yeah, ends. My, my sound keeps dropping out. Nika? Is Nika in South Africa? Nika's, Nika's a sapper, yeah. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mind you, you get a, assume everyone's fit. Let's assume no one's injured. You have a second eleven bowling lineup of Tremlett, Onions, 
Panasar, who was my fourth one, and I think Bresnan at the time. That's a world-class problem. I included in the test team. I thought surely by now it'd be Patel, even as fat as he is. No, no, Panasar's far more talented than Patel. Patel's an all-rounder. I want to see Monty Panasar back. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, he's so good. Found of him to sort of like keep everybody happy. He carries on the drinks and gets like the biggest cheer of the day. <laughs> I think he, I think he'll get a go, go when they go to the subcontinent because they'll need two spinners. They've they've not really needed two spinners up at any point uh, since England became good. But we said that we we said that when we tore Bangladesh and then they picked Treadwell. But Bangladesh are not the same as Sri Lanka and um, you can fall you could have KP bowling spin against Bangladesh and he'd still get a Pfeiffer. Exactly. Bangladesh is not a, a fair representation of that, so... Well, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. So Bangladesh shouldn't be playing... If Well, not that Bangladesh shouldn't be test, playing test cricket, but to be honest, if they are playing test cricket, then Ireland should as well, because they're both about the same level. And bang- the only difference is Bangladesh are much more favoured than Ireland because they've been in the infrastructure and India like a neighbour that they could beat all the time. I think that's a fair call. Yeah, uh, whenever you're feeling down about yourself, it's always nice to pop pop next door and find out that people look at it worse than you. <laughs> true, that's true. That's that's uh, that's like an advantage of living in Yorkshire. You've got Lancashire next door, which is like <laughs> Mordor. Oh, I'm going to say, on, back onto the topic of uh, step ladder. Yes. Um, um, the step ladder, or step bladder, as I keep calling them nowadays. You see, he's so rubbish, he doesn't even have a name you can pronounce properly. What sort oh. of person? What sort of person calls their kid Sep? That's not a word. It's just a collection uh, of words together. Someone called Mr. and Mrs. Blatter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Someone from Switzerland. Hmm. I don't know many Seps. I can't tell you. Is it short for Giuseppe? Or Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Oh, please be. That would be amazing. Giuseppe Blatter. I can't say it. To Wikipedia, to Wikipedia, quick, go, one of you. Speed, affect pace. No, 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 not speed, you'll set the fan off. Oh no, 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 don't <laughs> touch it! <laughs> no, no, slow and steady. <laughs> Why didn't Shawnee do it? Or the all 10 Yorkshire computers only run one program at a time? They can, just as the, pe- the person behind the screen can't handle them. Set the there we go. Oh, I forgot you've got your giant. You're a giant, so you probably admit it's working for you. Yeah. Joseph, his full name is Joseph Giuseppe Blatter. Giuseppe! Why don't you just call him Joe? That's so much. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine Joe Blatter? Did you see the uh, when they were voting him back in again the second time and they had no one to stand against? They still had to vote on a ballot. Yeah, they had to still vote. Still a ballot with just his name and one box to tick. Did you not find it? Yeah, but the thing is, people could have not voted for him. They could have, uh, what do you call it? Abstained? Abstained? No, not abstained, left the ballot. They could, like, oh, scribble, yeah. they could have scribbled all over everywhere, and then before you... That's probably what England did. You can just see uh, the head of the FA just coming in, just, like, messing the ballot. <laughs> it's like Qatar got it, eh? Yeah, but it was dangerous enough, it was dangerous. It was dodgy enough that his opponent was investigated for fixing the uh, fixing some votes. Yeah, bribing people, wasn't it? Just, yeah, just weeks before you hear the uh, presidency election was due where he would have almost unlike we, we would have most likely lost his position mm-hmm. because of how unfavourable he's been received. And how uh, Akmal he is. Yes, he's a career Akmal. Um, I, th- I think I think Blatter is now a phrase in its own right. I think I think it's an injustice to Akmal to compare him to Blatter. <laughs> I, know, I think I think Blatter is what Akmal could strive to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, what's the next topic going to be? Um, South Africa, Australia. That's a good one. I did have the scorecard. I think. Yeah, I've had scorecard sitting here for the, the conversation, the whole conversation. So there's that yeah, tracker of the game. I was following that game. To I think the biggest thing from the South Africa Australia game is the fact that Michael Clark got two wickets. That's true. Didn't he? Well, he got tail end wickets. It wasn't an anything fantastic. All wickets are wickets. Michael can get giant benefits. 
He could. He's a tank and a half, isn't he? He's massive. Hang on, how big is he? Not that cricket info like tells you how big they are. That it sort of changes every year. Oh, and it doesn't even tell you. Ah, uh, we'll make it up. I'm going to say he's about six foot six. It changes every year. Then what? What? One year morning, Morkel's six foot six. Nick, what's, what? What happened in 2012? Stuart Groove has varied from six foot three to six foot six, and I think he's now six foot four according to cricket info over his career. It must be just uh, when he gets himself all worked up into a rage, he must grow a couple of inches. So. I reckon it was when he had long hair that made him a couple of inches taller. Good <laughs> man, good man. Only in bouncers. The enforcer. So, yeah, uh, here's a good one. Here's a good one to get back onto the blog. Ponting was out for a three ball duck. It's his career over. Oh. Well, he's got. Um, oh, where was it? I saw a, a look back at the last 13 scores that Ponting made, and it was something along the lines of 8, 11, well, none of, there was nothing above 50. There were two 40s, a couple of 20s, and that was it. Everything else was single figures. My argument here is Mike Hossey, and my argument is, like, um, in like the sort of running, sort of in the first part of the 2009 Ashes, and a little bit before that, everybody was slating Hussey, because Hussey hadn't got a big score, and he was just sort of plodding along, he wasn't getting any runs, and then in the last test he got a big hundred. And but what has what Ponting got to play for now? Nothing. He's played... Ponting's had that captaincy. Yeah, he's had his captaincy. That's been taken away from him. Is he just is he playing to get dropped? Are they playing him to leave retires? Well, I don't see the point. He's the same age as Hussey, so I don't think you can use that excuse, because you could say if Ponting's got nothing to play for, then neither's Hussey, but Hussey managed what? to get out of that slum. Yeah, but I hate to say it, but Hussey should go as well. I mean, Australia, I think, are at a point where they need to start, they need to bleed in that new talent before they, they miss their chance, and they end up paying... Well, there is, bleeding in, there is bleeding in new talent, and then there's just throwing out all the old... A bit like what they did with Cassish, they just kind of chucked him aside, despite him still being a perfectly good player. Um, yeah, it's probably the best test opener in Australia. Oh, quite easily. And then just because he's decided... Because it is decided he is too old, he has lost his contract. But didn't he say something else? Wasn't that something... Oh, yeah, but once he'd lost his contract, he went out and had a rage at them, and then afterwards there was no chance he was coming back. He basically yeah. went out to the media and slated Cricket Australia. He's entitled to, because it was by far probably the most stupidest decision I've seen in cricket for a very long time. Yes. Yes, Watson and Cattish were, were one of the, probably the, the best weapon that Australia had when we went in, back down to the Ashes. Yeah. And then, then they picked Phil Hughes for our own amusement. <laughs> but he got 88. He got 88 in Australia's first innings, so he must, he must like South Africa quite a bit. Yeah. Well, he likes he likes cutting. He likes a short ball, and there's a lot of big beefy seamers in South Africa's lineup. So, uh, although having said that, we've got a lot of big beefy seamers in the England lineup, and we skittled him no problem. Yeah, but yeah, but then we've also got Graham Swan. I suppose. Well, like, Graham Swan didn't really do a lot in the Ashes. Sort of in the last test, he got a six ball. Wait until wait until he goes down under. Graham Swan will be spinning and bouncing all over the place. They won't have to. They won't know what to do. <laughs> Jason Crazier will be wondering how he could be like more like Swan. Whatever happened to him? Is it Crazier? Crazier? He he got like twelve wickets in his first test, and then afterwards he went at about six and over for the rest of the test he played. Ah, uh, yeah, because I saw him get like that big, great innings score. Like, obviously he got absolutely tonked during that as well, but he still set like yeah. a wicket wicket record. Yeah, he got something. I think he took an eight for in his debut test. That was what it was, or something outrageous like that. Yeah, I'm going to use one of my terms here. Did he did he get like Nathan Horitz, where there's sort of like he did well, and for some reason Australia sort of forgot about him and started picking other players. Could be they brought they brought in beer for our again for our own entertainment at the program in a couple of tests. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but why? What? Did he play? He played seven first class tests. International first class matches, and that when decides that therefore he's coach. Hmm? When was wasn't it Warner who played without any first class? Yes, he set the record, didn't he? Yeah. In any form of cricket, <laughs> <laughs> he literally just came. He just literally any first class form of cricket te- uh, 
just like uh, what's it, first class, you know, first class test. Uh, no, just like normal county games. Sorry, uh, the one day, no season forty, no twenty twenty, nothing. He just went, yeah, you're 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 in you're in the side. He called up automatically bypassed all the systems. You're in the squad. That never mm. happens these days. Brilliant. I like I like Australia's current spinner. I love the story behind. Is it Nate, Nate Nathan Lyon? Yeah. Leon Lyon. What, what, what? Lyon. Lyon. I'd say Lyons. I'd say Lyon. Yeah. Yeah. But was it this time two years ago? He was a groundsman at South Australia at the Adelaide Oval. Two years on, he's playing for Australia. For all you Aussies listening out there, don't ever give up hope of being Australia's next <laughs> test spinner. I know. I got. I got. You can do it. Yes. But yeah, so basically, Lyon, he was a, um, he was ground staff at the Adelaide Oval, and he was spotted just having a muck about in the net one day by the, a, um, the 2020 coach, and they said, oh, he looks good, we'll put him in the side, and then, <laughs> then the world has been his oyster. <laughs> and now, and now he is, uh, Australia, pretty much Australia's first choice spinner. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. You'd never hear that in, in anywhere, anywhere. You just would never hear that story. Why is it always, a, why is it always Australia that have got these stories coming from as well? Why are they, why are they... You've got your Warners and your Lions and your Beers and, and your... Um, Which is right. We just said Beers are really weak. <laughs> Cat, is, is right. They're, they're useless. Cricket Australia are useless. This is the advantage of being a, a British-based podcast as well. We could just take the mickey out of our Australian listeners. Yeah, we take a mickey out of enough, uh, enough as it is. Yeah, that's what We've got a Londoner up in Scotland. We've got a Yorkshireman in Yorkshire. That kind funny of that. Kind. Funny that, eh? Yeah, funny that. Even though yeah. he's originally from London and taking <laughs> the accent on. Adopted, he's adopted home. And we've got an Irishman who doesn't think he sounds Irish. <laughs> That's the funniest of the lot. That's funnier than me living in Scotland, surely. No, because you get all defensive over, over Scotland and you're talking this really positive <laughs> 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 accent. True, true. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we don't drink whiskey all the time up here. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get really defensive. It just sounds so wrong. <laughs> back to cricket. <laughs> yeah, back to Australia. You start to get a bit of selection policy. Peter Siddle, three wickets in South Africa's, in a, uh, South Africa's first innings. Um, mm-hmm. he, he often receives a lot of criticism for not really doing much as a bowler. Um, I think I think he's pretty decent. Yeah. Um... Was it not him and Hilfenhausen? We've lost you. Hello? Um, he's, he's just, he's a, a workhorse. He's, he's a workhorse, is what I'm saying. I'd, well, we'd love to know what you said, but we missed it. Yeah, yeah. I'll try, I'll start again. Um, I'll say Peter Siddle, Peter Siddle is, a, is a workhorse pace bowler, which is something all sides need. You need one uh, bowler who can just pull the overs out. Like, uh, or, well, like Broad almost is for England. Uh, um, I don't know, I'm going to go for Breslin myself. Breslin's a workhorse. But, uh, Breslin, or, as you say, maybe Broad up there as, uh, as your workhorses of the England side. So, yeah. I say Broad just because he, he never seems to know what role he's playing within the side. No. If you tell him. Burgeoning, is he playing like uh, burgeoning all around it? Is he playing the physical uh, game like bowling the bouncers every over like mm. every other over he's in? Is he the straight bowler? Is he the line bowler? Is he the wicket taking bowler? Blah blah blah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just in in between everything. So yeah. he's the workman or the workhorse. I think one thing that Peter Siddle has got going for him, he's got that sort of handsome man villain effect. As he does, doesn't he? That, that we haven't really seen probably since Brett Lee. Uh, Brett, Brett Lee definitely had that sort of, you know, the crowd, all the crowd just sort of, they'd boo him, and Brett Lee would just cheer him on, you know, boo, yeah. louder, boo louder. And I think Siddle's got that qu- that quality about him as well. He sort of likes the fact that not many people sort of like him, and he can use that to put his more, more of his anger into his bowling. Yeah, yeah. 
the way it works is people will criticise and say he can't do much and then he'll take a hat-trick during the Ashes and the Australians will love him for it. So it's still works. Hello? What about the, um, what about the new guy, uh, Cummings? Paul, is it Paul Cummings, I guess? <laughs> ah, there's a f- Pat Cummings. <laughs> that's, fu- that's a funny and original joke, yeah. yeah. His nickname's Cummo, apparently. That's, what <laughs> that's, a, that's a very original Australian. Have you noticed this? All the English nicknames are just like the surnames ending with Y, and like all the Australian nicknames are just their surnames ending with O. Really? All I've seen is, from the English, I would be Swanee. Swanee, Jimmy, Brezzy. Well, Jimmy, that's his name. <laughs> Brezzy, Crooked, Belly. Cook, yeah. more, I don't think Cook is really called Cookie by the England squad, though. I think he's called Bosh Boy or something like that. Yeah. Or Ali. You've got, like, whereas, like, the Australians, it's like Watto, Cato. Yes. John Pup. <laughs> What's Ponting? What's Ponting? Or is he just... Punter. Punter, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ponting. Don't you Hussie's Mr. Cricket. I still love Hussie's nickname. Don't you think Ricky Ponting always looks like he's left back the iron on? He's, he's got like a on his face where he just really sat here and looked like he's just like, oh, oh, I left the iron on, it's scared. He's always sitting there chewing his gum going, damn, I did that, I've done it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> to be fair, if I lost that many Asher series back to back, I think I'd have that look on my face constantly. Yeah. Has he got, I think he must have the record, doesn't he? He's lost uh, three, three, four? Let's say four, and, and be optimistic. <laughs> three. Well, most captains don't get as long as he does to lose as many as he does. It's true. Yeah. Most captains don't have a beast team like he did, though. Yeah. Although, that's not, I don't, as I said, there's a lot of criticism to say people who say he's, he was a bad captain, he's not a good captain, he just had a good team. I think he was a good captain. You've still got to lead your side to victory, even if you do have a very talented pool of players. You know, yeah, yeah, England have always had that talent in their squad, but until really Strauss and Flower settled settled in, we didn't really have anything. We had Flintoff for a while as captain. We had KP briefly as captain. Michael uh, Vaughan was a very good captain, though. Sorry, Michael Vaughan was a yeah, very, Vaughan was very good. Yeah, it's not always about having your maybe your best player be your captain, but like the most, but the best person in the league be your captain. I think. Mm-hmm. We learned via the KP Andrew Flintoff experiments of them mm-hmm. as captains that it's not necessary to have your best player be captain because they don't need the extra burden of as they're on the pitch. They just need to do what they do and let someone else lead. That's outrageous with Flintoff. He's expected to bat, bold, field, and captain, and they're not. And then people were surprised when he was playing rubbish. Yeah, I'm surprised at the coach as well. I mean, I can barely set a field of my own when I'm bowling. Imagine having to try and captain and set a field and be ready to field. Imagine being... I don't even know anything about cricket positions, really, pretty much. I know this slip a bit. If you can't, I wouldn't know my square leg from my deep gully or whatever it's called. (laughs) I hate to say that guy that's near the boundary. It's as simple as that. I once, I once had to captain my school cricket team, and it was just, I just picked out like, the first 11 people that I could find to play. And my, I, was, I, I led the team, and I was keep, wicket-keeping, the only other time I've ever kept wicket. And a, um, I, the way I had to direct the field was left a bit, right a bit, take five steps forward, five steps back. And it was just an absolute nightmare. Um, we, had, we had one guy, I wasn't meant to be keeping, we had one guy that said he'd keep wicket. And I said, I, um, we got to this inning switchover and skittled out for 32. And they, um, he came to this inning switchover and he said, right, um, I thought you were keeping, Dave. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep. And he says, well, you're going to get your pads on. And he says, oh, you have to wear the pads. <laughs> <laughs> he was expecting to keep with no, no pads, no box and no gloves. And this is, I said, yeah, and, he, and that was it. He didn't want to keep wicket anymore, so I had to do it and ended up breaking a finger doing so. <laughs> I, I stood up to everyone like a pro. Uh, so, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? or um, be I, I'm, I'm determined to make a meal out of this. Um, <laughs>
Quickly, Phil Hughes, 88 of 111. Is he still a joke opener? He's better, but he's not there yet. Yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty much what I'd want to say about it. Um, next, uh, next time we see him in England, I think that'll be the test. Or maybe, yes. maybe on the subcontinent. Slightly different against South Africa. Both, both sides are very uh, seamer-oriented, so therefore both their pitches will be quite similar. When he goes out somewhere um, somewhere like England, where there's a lot of uh, swing rather than seamer, or, or indeed on the subcontinent where it's been very spin-heavy, that will be his test. Uh, once, if he can master that, then he will be coming along fine as a player. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it, really. Um, he does like get scoring runs against them sappers, though, doesn't he? Yes, yes, it always seems to be them, and he always gets big runs as well. Yeah, it's, it reminds me sort of like that stat about Ian Bell, which is about three hundred against Bangladesh or something like that. <coughs> But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of Hughes. You, you see him sometimes, and you think he's got like a he's, he's got what it takes to be this fantastic opener. And then other times you think, well, there's people that play for my cricket club that have got a better technique than that. Yeah, it's making basic errors. Yeah, a bit, like, a bit like a uh, Steve Smith, who hasn't really <laughs> played much of the game in, in this series, but he's, he's similar sort of thing with him. It's a bit of a bits and pieces player, isn't it? Yeah. There are a few of them floating around. Back in England, selected Luke Wright to play a test match. <laughs> he was on the cards to have a test match at one point. Yeah, I know he was meant to be. He was meant to be the next Andrew Flintoff. Yeah, not likely. Is is he? I quite like Luke Wright though. He's a good player. Yeah. He averages forty with the bat, with the ball, and fourteen with the bat. Yeah. And just no, he's. He'll be, he's a good county player, but the difference, the gulf between county and being a good county and being a good international player is massive. He's been injured, isn't he? He's back now. Um, is so he? Yeah, so we match him. I think, I think they like him as a sub-fielder. He's a very good fielder, though. So, uh, yeah, I think we've lost Nuke as well, I should add. Yeah. Um, I've got it up on my feed that he might have disappeared, so we might have to just sort of do our sum-up stuff. I thought he useless. What? <laughs> I just said I thought he useless. Ah, oh, right, okay. Sorry, didn't interrupt you mid-sentence. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what were you saying? Um, what were we talking about? Were we still talking about Phil Hughes? Yeah. We're saying, um... Was it, was it about Luke Wright? Or? Yes, we moved on to sort of... Um, because then we talked, spoke okay. about Steve Smith and how he's a bit of a bits and pieces player, like Luke Wright. And I was saying that, um... Uh, well, he averages 40, 40 with the ball and 14 with the bat. But I think they like him because he's a very good fielder, so he's an excellent subfielder to have. Quite versatile as well. You can see him... He has the potential to be a, a very good limited all-rounder. Yes. And to do many bits and pieces players, but... But whether we can get that... And I think his bowling shows very, uh, lots of promise. I don't know. I don't think... Um, I think he doesn't do anything special with the ball. Do, we, do, we, do you need anything special in those sort of middle... Well, you need to do something with it. You can't just sort of bowl, dink it in, medium pace. That's not going to achieve you. Like he swings it a lot, doesn't he? And he, he, he skids it on, but... Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It doesn't, take, it doesn't take wickets and it doesn't keep the runs down, so, you know, why bother with it? I, well, uh, just to bring up one point, final point, quickly. The Test Championship... Oh. Has been delayed once again. Primary reason being the sponsorship deal that the ICC has. With, I think it's well, sorry, not sponsorship deal, the uh, broadcast deal that the ICC has with ESPN Star Sports. I think it, I think mm. it is, and they, the uh, holding company. The partnership they have with them restricts them to have all the coverage, yet they're outside of the 2020 and everything like that. They they lose they basically lose money. Yeah. On it, so they, they've decided to delay it based purely on television rights. Of course. Which, they should. Uh, the second does. I'm not sorry. I remember, I remember why now. Sorry, I was just. Trying to remember the top of my head, reading uh, Michael Afton's article in the Times about it, he said 
the reason, the key reason being is that the main audience they have for cricket is in India, and currently I think India wouldn't be involved in the, they wouldn't have been involved in the inaugural uh, Test Championship. Why? Well, they weren't uh, fifth. They weren't fifth. They're definitely up there. Yeah, I, I thought they were fourth, but according to Aston's article, they wouldn't have been involved for whatever mm. reason. Yeah, uh, that's, so that's just, that's just silly. You need the Indian audience. So they were, yeah. So they refused to do it based on basically the amount of money they uh, stood to lose. So any thoughts on how ridiculous that is, or? Uh, all I can say is that it's terrible. That somewhere in Warwickshire, it's terrible news for Jonathan Trott, who fought for a chance that he might actually get a chance to play in a timeless Test match. <laughs> what an opportunity <laughs> he would have been in there for weeks which <laughs> would look like World War 1 by the time he'd been finished with it mm, you wouldn't be able to get rid of him. Um, him him and Cook him and Cook imagine that those two would just be batting for a, a whole a whole five days just about well that should be a challenge in its own see if Cook can just have like players from all all over the world try and get out like the most frugal uh, 11 uh, <laughs> the most frugal 11 batsmen of all time yeah and, and the whip gets to try and drivers <laughs> you just have like Cook uh, Trot and then I don't know anyone else who just barely gets oh, any Dravid Dravid's up there isn't it Dravid on the wall for a reason he must be so grab no, no, that's your top three, and then you just bring in everyone else. Yeah. And Paul Collingwood, Tommy Palisar to finish at tail end. <laughs> all, a bit of, all, all about a bit of Anderson at number eleven. He's a handy bat, Anderson. He can he can play a couple of decent shots. Well, number eleven is a very handy bat. Yes, yes. Good night, Watchman. Is that Chris Martin? <laughs> <laughs> he played um, he was a pro at Scotland uh, of one of my clubs actually Chris and, uh, yeah Chris Martin and um, he, he, he averaged he averaged century <laughs> no I think he averaged uh, higher with the bat than he did with the ball or something he averaged something like nine with the ball and ten nine with the bat or something something similar nine with the bat I don't think he's got nine runs in his test career was it <laughs> Even in Scotland, which, you know, let's be fair, it's not the highest quality of cricket in the world. I will admit that. We're not bad. We're not bad, but... You have the, you have the great Carl Kutzer. We do indeed. That's our, that's our claim to fame. Second 11, Durham. Well, he's played a couple of games, and he was, that's brilliant. he was very good at international cricket, Captain. Three, I think. Yeah, was it? Well, he's, got, he's actually gone to Northlands now. He's signed, he's officially signed to the Northerns because they played him and they wanted him in the side, so... So, yes. He's a decent bat. Ah, he's a good, he's a good batsman, he's very talented. We, we struggle, to be honest, we struggle at the top of the order without him. We don't really have any real depth uh, beyond uh, Kurtzer and we have Watts, who's our other opener, and they're both quite good. We don't really have much in the middle order, though. Yeah. Which is generally the, it's the weakness of most associates, though. It's, easy, it's a lot easier to bowl well than it is to bat well. Yeah, I mean, we saw that in the World Cup with teams like Canada. I thought Canada bowled quite well in the World Cup, but the batting-wise, they just didn't have what it... Yeah. Everyone everyone can get lucky with, you know, with when you're bowling, you get, you know, if you bowl a bad ball and get hit for four, you've got another ball to try again. When you're batting, you're out. If you make a mistake and you're out, then you're out. Yeah. You've got just... Richie Barrington... He, he, he scratched me quite. Is he still around? Quite a talent. Yeah, he was very good last year. He's not so been so uh, so much of an influence this year. Is um, we've had uh, Preston Momsen, who's a sapper, who's come up and been quite good, quite good out of the order. So have you still got that um, England stalwart, a uh, Gavin Hamilton? He's gone. He's retired. He's a, he's a too old man now. He's had a match for England and got a pair. <laughs> Did he get a pair? I think he got a pair or something like that. <laughs> yes, he played one test match for England and uh, then the rest of it was Scotland. Right, so should we uh, finish up there, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, time. And about I'm 20 different parts on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might have like 
30 minutes of like stuff that we can salvage from that just <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's a task for you, mate. Right. Yeah, it is. I, I've uh, got that like, email all, like, ten. I'll do it while watching, uh, Survivor Series. Fair enough. On Sunday. So, any wrestling fans out there, so if Ruby's or listening, then you'll know. Um, yeah, so, anyway, uh, we should probably end up there. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, give us any feedback, uh, comments, we'll see in the section below this, which will be on the blog site. Make sure to like us on Facebook at the Spick Sports Podcast. Oh, sorry. You get, you get lots of witty statuses, mostly from me, but... <laughs> so yeah, make sure to like us on there. Uh, also... Uh, yeah, so thanks to Jawsy. Alright, cheers. Thanks to Shawnee. Thank you. And uh, thank you from myself, Nick Geek's Uh Thanks for listening, and if you can, please donate to Children in Need. Was it Boop. about, uh, wow, is it 15 million in the first two hours or something? Just donate. Don't Just do it. Give Just do it. Money do it now. Do it. 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 Do it.